You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? When I say 20 seconds of silence, we do this silence thing before the podcast. Then somebody goes and slams a car door right as we're supposed to be silent. Thanks, outside world. <laughs> I don't think they care. Welcome to After the Show, <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. You're just airing a little bit of your personal grievances there. Yeah. So welcome to After the Show, listeners. We're a movie review podcast. Bring you a movie review every week. It's Saturday, February the 5th. What's the before the After the Show discussion before we start? Weird movies by the same company. Correct. A24 is the company. Correct. So this is Saturday. Weird. Oh, sorry. Weird is subjective. Uh, we don't think they're weird, but you know. No. On the I, whole, they're a bit weird. I think they're mostly normal for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's Saturday, February the 5th. This is after the show 722. We're a movie review podcast. We look at a movie every week. This week, we're looking at the movie Lamb. It's a 2021 movie. You can get it on streaming right now from A24. Rated R. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of Lamb. First, it's an A24 movie. Synopsis equals complicated. <laughs> it's very <laughs> difficult. I can just tell you what I read on the blurb, but it's about love and happiness and how we all have to kind of make our own. It's like a rom-com. <laughs> Not a lot of comedy. No, maybe Not a, a lot bit. of romance. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those, you're going to have to watch it yourselves. And he's probably going to tell you some boring blurb off the box. Here it comes, the boring blurb from the box. Exactly. A childless couple, Maria and Ingvar, discover a mysterious newborn on their farm in Iceland. The unexpected prospect of family life brings them much joy before ultimately destroying them. Okay. That's not actually boring. That's quite wordy and pretty good. I like it. It doesn't really capture (laughs) (laughs) the essence, but okay. But it does seem like somebody who cares about not ruining it completely. Oh, true, true, true. Uh, Yeah, you don't want that. A24, they also do a good synopsis. All right. (laughs) The movie Lamb, Sid Talk, what did you think? The end. What did I think? The end. I was just giving you the end before you, you know what I'm saying. Oh, right. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. The end. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It's very difficult to talk about movies that are, we're going to say it, it's a bit challenging, right? I mean, it's one of those. I mean, personally, not for me, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, it is, because in the very beginning, your brain is still like, what the fuck is happening? Like, seriously, what is happening, right? That's a challenge. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you're challenged to be like, okay, this is not... (laughs) like anything else so that's what i mean by challenging definitely unique so talking about it or recommending it i mean it's very difficult it's like okay if this was when we you and i first met yes over 20 oh you didn't mention that did you two 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 was our 22nd wedding anniversary thank you thank you patting myself on the back we're very old hanging in there for so long (laughs) or maybe that should be you i am wonderful so (laughs) And so are you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the beginning, 
when I met you on the old timey internet. Yeah, kids, it used to have, it used to exist even way back before 1999. We met in 1998. You gave me a litmus test of movies I needed to have seen. And I think you wanted to see what I thought of them. This right. would have been on that list, I think. This and other, if A24 was a thing then, my list would have been full of weird shit. And you'd have been like, <laughs> this guy's a serial killer. I would have been like, wow, I love these movies. What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> Not what's wrong, but like it's like I said, this isn't a standard type of movie. And so recommending it or talking about it, right. it's like the least said the better. Let's say at this point that there will be spoilers because it's difficult to talk about this movie without spoilers. Yeah, because there's one big. There's one yeah. big spoiler. Yeah. Spoilers from this point onwards. Lamb, let's speak about it. Okay. I really loved it, I've got to say. I know you did. It's extremely well acted. It's gorgeous because it takes place in Iceland on this farm in the middle of nowhere. It is gorgeous. And the special effects are very good, I think. And the main character, well, not the main character, but the spoiler character, the... uh, Yes. Let me describe the baby as... Well, let's just tell the story. Real brief. Yes, you do it. Okay. Spoiler. If you want to be enchanted by a very interesting, challenging movie, do not listen yet. Pause this and then go watch it and then come back. Definitely see it first. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So we meet a couple. They're sheep farmers out in this very remote place and they're lambing, right? It's the, uh, I guess it's spring because I can't tell in Iceland, but they're <laughs> having baby lambs and they're da da da. See a lamb being born in another lamb and they're very quiet people and it's a quiet thing and it looks hard and that's challenging. And then all of a sudden they look at a baby lamb without showing us what the baby lamb looks like, except the head. She takes it then into the house and then is cuddling it and holding it and wrapped up baby. And I instantly knew that it was a baby person with the lamb head. How did you know that? Because I didn't. I just immediately knew it. I had this vi- this feeling like, first of all, we when we first come into the story, it's like this creepy being of some sort we're looking from its point of view coming through the air down to the field into the building and then the sheep are all afraid of this whatever it is we never see it it's just a vibe or whatever we can hear weird breathing yeah and then we see a sheep coming out of a stall and she sort of passes out on the floor like something horrible had happened to her right the lady sheep the you then we fast forward to the sheep being born. And so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever came out of that sheep is what we're talking about here. And also it's just, I was like, what else can it be? It has <laughs> to be a half human, half lamb baby. And that's what it is. But you don't know that for a while. They just tease it out at you. You don't realize fully until what, halfway through the movie? really. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, they don't reveal it really until later. And I did actually say, what the fuck? (laughs) You did. Because I wasn't expecting it. So (laughs) I was just thinking the mother was being overly, I can't have a child, so I'm just using this lamb as a substitute child. Right. Just a regular lamb. But we'd already seen them birthing multiple lambs. That's why you had to know this one was weird or different. It had to be. So, you know, I clocked it. I'm just saying. And baby Ada has little lamb is called is the cutest sweetest thing i was reading about this movie and it was an article and the director writer people said people have two reactions to ada once you realize what she is 
people either think she's horrific and that at any point something horrible is going to happen. Either she's going to do a horrible thing or something horrible is going to happen to her or that she's evil, like an evil spirit of some kind. Or they instantly fall in love with her. (laughs) And that would be you. I was totally in love with her. You were. And I wanted to protect her at all costs. (laughs) If the people had to die because of her, that's fine. She just needed to be protected. Nice. You were all in. She's so sweet and she's wearing a... When you first see her in a little... Because it's cold where they are, Iceland. Yeah. She's in a little uh, parka, anorak, with a little boots on and everything. And it's just... Oh, it's so sweet. Like you said, the director said it's either supposed to be sweet or horrifying. Well, it's not supposed to be either of those, right? It's it's just how people react to it. True, true. I could see people being horrified by it because it's not something you've ever seen. You don't look at that going... Ugh. Well, I mean, it's like, uh, what's it called? A minotaur? Where it's like head of a bull in a man's body, right? Yeah. Or a centaur, which is the human top and the horse bottom and the lion thing that was like a lion body and head. So we've seen it. Yeah. I mean, not like in life. But this is just in life in an ordinary situation. It's in a farm. The other sheep are in the shed over there. That's part of the story, right? The How they treat this one different to the others. Yeah. And I said to you, it's kind of what goes around comes around kind of story also. Mm-hmm. Because, is it, a, I don't, didn't get as far with this on reading the director's points of view and stuff, but is it an animal thing as well? Like about, like treating animals good? Or? No, there's nothing, apparently in this article anyway, this person, the people who wrote it and directed it, there's just nothing about it except like a, a fantasy there's and a f- that it's about love. It's definitely about love. And there's a folklore thing, but not based on this exactly, right? Not at all. He says emphatically it has nothing to do with any folklore whatsoever. But when you read about Icelandic folklore with lamb characters or sheep characters, right. and you find there are some crazy ones. And so if this person was raised as Icelandic, then of course that's going to be in their mind, right? Somewhere in their mind. Explain the story. Okay. Here's one of them that a witch that at Christmas time, children are told that if they're not good, there's the witch, uh, a witch who will come and eat you. And that if it isn't her, then one of her 13 sons who are their Santa Clauses will also come and take you away. Then there's also a (laughs) half man, half sheep character who is created by a witch, also created by a witch, who is meant to come and be able to steal milk. And that if this creature can get on like the boob of a woman, then he'll like suck her dry. And that if the witch isn't happy or something, then they she sends the this half man, half sheep to go steal all the lambs or all the children. So to me, those all things combined. Yeah. Sound like this character that we meet eventually. More exactly. spoilers. I mean, I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. This definitely has some reveal moments where I didn't expect it. I was very excited. I was like, whoa, we get to see the guy. This is one thing I like about it. It has like a meandering nature to it, this film. There's lots of very long takes. Somebody just walking to the car or walking down like a field. You know, you get into this rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. Every time we see somebody, it's probably going to be a long scene without anybody saying anything, and we're just going to be along with the ride on a tractor or whatever it is. And it gets into that. And then in the third act, when said thing happens, what you just was talking about, it happens so abruptly 
I wasn't expecting it because I was like, we're just going on a walk, right? Yep. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're, um, panic is setting. But it's not prolonged panic either. Like everything's very small, isn't it? In mm-hmm. this, like, it's like something happens. There's a visit from, they just live together, the, the two people in the farm. But then there's a visit from the brother about halfway through, the brother of the guy. And then that throws a, a few things into the works. The brother's okay, but not, right? He's weirded out. Yeah, weirded out. Do you like the brother? Not I really. mean, as a person. I mean, he hits he on seems, the wife, who clearly is his brother's wife. And I think they might have had a thing in the past, it looks like, whatever. But you are not sure if he's now going to exploit this. Yeah. Like, child who is, but he also attempts to end the little one's life. And then he kind of falls in love with her, like, as his little niece. And then. That's what I mean. He's conflicted, that character. But then he's creepy. And then my thought was, right. So we're supposed to think they're weird for loving a lamb human child, but he's hitting on his brother's wife. And he almost killed a child. And he's obviously he got dumped out in the wilderness by what appears to be his ex-band because they're yeah. the ones in the we see a video of the guy he used to be in a band, right? They dump him out in the wilderness just like like he's terrible, right? So we got that. So he's terrible. And these two people have basically done nothing. They've lost a child. That's clear because they have a lot of children furniture, like a high chair yeah. and a crib. And in there's their definitely house. sadness in them. Exactly. So then you have to flip it around and go like, so this guy's supposed to be like the normal one and he's terrible. He is terrible. And they're just living their lives and they happen to love this. They had nothing to do with the creation of this child. So we have to get there with our heads. It's just, it happened. And now they love her and that's it, right? So that sounds like a nice thing. And then he's like, you just like creeped out by him. But then there's times where I'm like, I kind of like him. And then there's times where I'm like, he's horrendous. (laughs) Stop hitting on the wife like you weirdo stop watching the wife in the bath as well i feel like that they had a thing and that's why they definitely had a thing yeah yeah yeah. i got that one as well the wife what do you think about the wife going so they take this lamb into the house and they're looking after it like it's their own child and outside the window there's a sheep that's just barring because it wants its child back right right the mother of the, the child. Mother. The mother of And the- it's just bah, bah, bah all the time. And she can't sleep or anything. So she just goes out and shoots it in the face. Now that makes me really mad, that part. Right. You've stole nature's child. It's not yours, first off. Listen to you. There's a mother that. who's clearly grieving or something outside, right? That sheep. Yep. It wants its child. And you go out and shoot it in the face. So that's where I'm like, something's got to come back to you people at some point. Because that was the moment for me where I was like, that's not right. Screw these people. Even though they probably kill sheep all the time. Well, they're eating sheep, of course. So yeah. That's what they're doing. They're farming. That wasn't her going out to kill a sheep for some more meat. It was, you are pissing me off with your noise. I'm going to shoot you in the face. Or you're reminding me constantly that yeah. I stole your child. Exactly. But then you have to really think about it. What are you supposed to do with this child? Leave her in the barn? I mean, or just like have a sit down with the sheep and say, look, (laughs) these are your people. This child is half human or something. I think this whole tale, even though it's not from folklore, it's like it's the sheep's horror story or like a, a folklore that's told to sheep. But in the culture of sheep, because when we first meet the sheep, they are freaked out and they're talking to each other and they're getting out of the way of whatever this spirit creature thing is that infiltrates their barn right and they're all like 
you can tell they're communicating with each other. They're giving each other looks for sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I, my thing is this whole story, the creature that we eventually meet, who's a dude with a sheep head, is their horse because they can see it. The humans apparently, well, I guess the husband saw him eventually, but yeah. the sheep can actually see it. Even she, the little girl sees it. You can see the reflection in her eyeball. So that's like their horror story. Like they've been told if you're not good or comply, then this half human creature is going to come and make one of your babies into half human and then steal it. You know, like horrible story that the sheep are terrified of. Yeah. So if the mama sheep knows this story again, stay with me here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making up my whole. I need to write this to the director and say, see a whole new take on your on your story. So if she is aware of this. She knows what's going on. She knows why they took that baby in the house. Right. Like, she's aware. And then she's just like, come on, come on, come on. Give me my kid. Give me my kid. It's not a kid. It's not a goat. But you know what I'm saying? And then the mom, the human mother, that is right. She's terrible for just killing that mom so that she can get her out of the way, basically. That's the part where I was kind of turning against our mother. I was like... You're hardcore. No, that sucks. (laughs) I hope. A half-human, half-sheep comes and shoots you. You're terrible. Kind of got my wish. You kind of did. Half got it. The creature that does turn up, I know we're in spoiler territory, at the end. We've been all spoiled. I found him very satisfying, too. I mean, you don't see him a lot, but he's really intimidating looking. Yeah, I was fine with it and the way it looked, and I was like, oh, my, I just wanted to know more. That's my only thing about these stories is I want to know more because it's, Super fascinating, but we didn't get anything. Yeah, it doesn't explain. you just got to go with it, haven't you? Yeah. It's a, an experience. And it's definitely an experience. If you want something unique, Lamb is very unique. Because <laughs> at the end, I was like, wow. I don't think I've thought in my head, what the fuck? Since? S- you know, to ten. as many times as I have here. <laughs> no, come on. I mean. To ten, or to ten had to do that. This one, I was like, at the beginning, for the first 15 minutes or whatever, I had no idea. A sheep farming movie? I don't know what it is. Looking at the poster now, which I actually pasted onto our outline this week, and I didn't even notice, the half sheep, half human is on the poster, but I didn't oh, notice really? it. I have to look. Huh? Look, at the dad's holding it. Yeah, but you can't tell it's... No, I didn't actually see that. Even looking at it now, I just see her and him. It's weird. But you can't tell it's half human. You well, can't. Her little legs are Little leg down, is dangling down, yeah. But I didn't notice. I just thought it was two farmers or something. So that was good. So definitely, well, you've gone way too far now into this podcast for (laughs) me to tell you to listen. Yeah, we've ruined it all for you. But seriously, you know what I've discovered about people? Some people love to know the entire story of a movie before they watch it. There's so much enjoyment gone if you do that. I agree. But, But here we are spoiling it for people. But we warn you. Yeah. So you could always, you could not blame us. Yeah, I think our podcast is best enjoyed if you've seen the movie already. Always. See the Um, movie and then see what the most important people in the world think about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's very, uh, yeah. That's how our podcast operates on that high level. (laughs) Lamb, the story, the movie, I loved it. I loved how it looked. I love the, I just love A24 movies. They haven't really steered me wrong yet. So I was into it. Let's move on to the cast. Numi Rapace, who you will know from Hollywood. I mean, she's from Sweden, right? I don't know her. I you do. She was her. the main character in Prometheus. 
I don't remember. So she was also Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, but in the original one. I mean, you can say it a hundred times and I... Okay. She plays Maria in this movie. What did you think? I thought she was really good. I mean, it's a very broody kind of a movie. And so it has a hint occasionally of theatricality. Well, that's what you want. There's a lot of like cranking of the neck to look out the window and chew very pointedly and, you know, but I mean, they're sad and then they have a lamb child. So, you know, it's... (laughs) I can't. Ex- I don't know how one would behave <laughs> in these situations. It's like when you say that, it's like, really? Is that what just happened? It didn't. Here, okay, here's another theory I had while watching this movie, if you want to hear it. I thought, okay, I'm going, I'm making up a whole other thing here. I thought she might be part lamb because mm. we never see her feet. And then when they're having sex, she kind of makes a weird face when he's kind of like going to go down on her. You know what I mean? We don't mm. see anything. But I thought, wow, what if this is also just a story about the a sheep farmer? And there's some folklore out there about a lonely sheep farmer who something comes along every so many years and will maybe give you a lamb that turns into a woman. Right. <laughs> she can't have a child. So then it comes along to give you a lamb child. Well, See? it is. I the, made up a whole other story. Is the final scene for that movie, right? <laughs> they're in bed and they're having sex. And he starts to go down on it, and she looks at him and goes, meh. <laughs> no. And then it cuts to black. Don't make fun of it. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, that's, that's your scene. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's fun to make up stuff that isn't even there. Deleted Trust me, scenes. none of these things are in this movie. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I liked Numi. She was stoic most of the time, right? Yes, stoic is a good word until but, uh, she had happiness. Yeah, I felt like she, was re- she really loved Lambchild. Ada. Ada. You loved Ada. I did. I want little Ada, you know, like a little action figure of Ada, like a little... Well, tell the folks what you found. I did find one on (laughs) a24.com. So you know what? When it's Christmas time, I'll have a little Ada. Hmm. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We've got these. I'm just going to butcher these names because they're Icelandic and very hard to say. Well, they're not hard to say. All right. You you say them. I don't know how to say them. I'm just saying they're not hard to say for people who know how to say them. All right. Hilma Snare Gunnarsson. I think I might have done all right with that. That sounds all right. He played Ingvar, the husband. What did you think? Yeah, it was fine. Again, it's just a quiet, solid kind of performance. I mean, there's not much else to say about these. No. And the brother, there's only really three characters aside from Ada. True. Bjorn Hilna Haraldsson. He plays the brother. Who turns up about halfway through and is in it for, what, 20 minutes maybe? I mean, he does a, jo- a good job of seeming like a, kind of a jerk. Yeah, and he does inject something into the movie for sure. Because like, it's, it's kind of going along at a certain pace until he comes in it. Then it feels chaotic a little bit. You think he's the threat. Yeah. And then he kind of seems like the threat, but then he's not. The threat is themselves. Not or really. maybe the thing on the mountain. Yeah, I'm thinking the man <laughs> with the sheep head. <laughs> And the gun. Yeah. The naked man. The dirty naked man with the sheep head. Ram head. That's what it is. Ram head. Yeah. Funny because my school mascot from high school are the rams. So that's a great mascot. (laughs) A ram with a gun. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Valdemar Johansson is the director. He was actually, this is like his first directing job, like on a main movie. But he's a special effects guy. He did Rogue One, Fast and the Furious 8. And The Tomorrow War, which was the one we watched with Chris Pratt last year, 
So he's like Mr. Special Effects Man. Tomorrow Wolf. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that one yeah. with Chris Pratt. It's kind of forgettable, to be fair. But special effects were good. And the special effects in Lamb are very good. Especially when you learn how they were done. Because Ada, the Lamb child, is part actor, like a child. And the head is a puppet head operated by puppeteers. And sometimes CG, but mostly puppet, which is crazy. Because when you're looking at it, you're like, I, I just bought it all the time. Yeah. So what did you think of the directing? It's very specific to this type of movie. If you haven't reined in your vision of the end product, now that might be the editor combined with the director, but if you haven't reined in exactly the story you want to tell, it could feel, okay, come on, come on, because we do have a lot of slow, you know, shots. And they're not all beautiful either. It's to you and I, yes, because we just love shots of like whole landscapes and then kind of hang there for a minute even you know and just look at it like you kind of feel like you're transported to a whole different place i like that yeah but as a director you have to commit to that right to tell your whole story and i feel like that's one of the main things that this director and directors is it just one just one so moving on to imdb reviews what are those well there's a website called IMDb, and it's where people write some reviews. So that's a one star or your favorite. Yeah, so these are the people who didn't like Lam. Kind of the opposite people to me and you. <laughs> I'm talking for you as well, by the way. I will. All right. Well, again, we didn't tell what uh, this. Uh, we did say it was our wedding anniversary, 22 years. So I guess you're entitled to speak for me now. Is that yep. the new rule? Tw okay. 22 years is when I can speak for you. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> So the first person says, pretentious rubbish. It's one of the stupidest, blandest movies I've ever seen. The storyline is absurd. The only thing remotely interesting was the action scene at the very end. And that's being very generous. Very generous of you. <laughs> what else we got? We got I mean, that's fair, because there's so many people who this will have just nothing going on. And then when you realize the bottom line is, these couple had a sheep that had a human hybrid baby, and then some creature comes and takes it away. I mean, that is the story. Yep. Right? So to get to that point. Well, there's some good <laughs> drama along the way. It is. And it's really just about what the guy says to his brother. Like, can't you just let us be happy? This is what happiness is. We've filled the void, and we're not questioning it. And we they don't talk about anything weird, except she says that this baby is a blessing to them, and that's it. Let me get this review out of the way. Okay. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. One of the worst movies I've seen in the last 10 years. Slow and boring scenes without any dramatic necessity and a distasteful childish idea. The writer is trying to show himself as pathetically deep. A trivial ending. An hour and 45 minutes wasted from my life. Oh, that one. We know that review very well. Because so many people say, oh, give me back the hour of my life. And then finally... I had to forward through the first 30 to 40 minutes, then again midway, because literally nothing happens. It's so utterly boring and disappointing. Skip it at all costs. Don't waste your time. Skip it. Skip it. So yeah, it's good for that person to make that decision for everybody else. Yeah. Screw that person. So those are the people who didn't like it, and now we're about to give it a score. I'm going to give Lum a... 8 out of 10. No, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10, actually. Okay. 
So I recede my 8 out of 10. And Why give are it a you seven. changing to 7 out of 10? I'm just thinking about like the highest level, you know, mm-hmm. there's only three to go there. So I'll give it 7 because I really, really, really enjoyed it. We can give it a 7.8. See, I don't do the points ever. I know you don't. I'm a round figure. You want my score? My score no. is a 7.8. <laughs> All right. 7 and 7.8, pretty good. It is. And it's good because of what it is. Now that, again, like you said, it's not like, it's not so amazingly done that you're like, whoa, at the end of it. But the experience of it to me is right up there. It is. So thank you to A24. Next week, we're looking at a new movie, Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. What? They've made a brand new Resident Evil movie that's the beginning again. Forget those other ones. Wow. Okay. okay. So we're going, we're going a different route with the Resident Evil. Movie recommendations. I am going with the theme of this movie, Prometheus, which also starred Numi Rapace, but you didn't remember. I didn't. And I'm also going with The Witch from A24, which also features farmyard animals. It does. (laughs) (laughs) They're really into that shit. They are. So that's mine and yours are? Mine are, of course, we're going back to the 1990s. And I'm going to give you five movies that I have seen with no comment on quality whatsoever. But the first one... It was not planned out this way. I made a spreadsheet. I put a whole bunch of 90s movies in a row. And this one is the first one for this week. And it's called Silence of the Lambs. I know that one. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. That's the one that popped up at the top. I've seen it. Fate. You've got Silence of the Lambs. Are you even listening? Yes. And I've seen it. And it's got farmyard animals. And it's about, yeah. Well, (laughs) it does not. (laughs) It's about Clarice's memory of the lambs being slaughtered. So, you know. And the other ones are Sleeping with the Enemy. Not great, but it's Julia Roberts, so whatever. And that he EastEnders said, guy. He said, she said, which also not great, but of the, it's very of its time. The Doors, which one of your faves. Fucking amazing. And Defending Your Life, which I still remember fondly, was um, Glenn Close and that guy. Albert. And, yes. That guy. Albert yes. Brooks. Albert Brooks. Yep. Yes. I like that movie, actually. It's fun. Yeah. All right, so thank you for that, Sid Talk, A Scully stuff. I finished uh, Far Cry 6, finished the storyline. I'm still going back for more fun. I don't want to spoil the storyline. I mean, it doesn't look fun. It doesn't? (laughs) No, it looks... I mean, I just... I think it's super boring, like conflict and like... It's a tropical paradise. It's just super boring looking. But it's exciting that you get excited. It thinks you're boring. That's fine, because I'm, <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> so there. I'm good with that. And the other thing is not a video game, but we watched The Book of Boba Fett, episode six. And what did I say to you while we were watching it? Uh, you wanted to cry. I did, because it was the best Star Wars thing I've ever seen. Ever? I think it was. It was pretty ridiculous what was happening from minute to minute. <laughs> and just when I was like, okay, that was really a lot of like, Star Wars. Ooh. And then the next thing come up and I was like, holy shit. What the-? It's like they just squeezed like everything I wanted in one episode. <laughs> and I'm hearing this from many Star Wars fans out there. But it was do so good. Do you constantly communicate with each other? We do, yes. Oh. Using the method of Twitter. Fantastic. You like Star Wars, but you're not I a do. giant fan. No, because Star Trek is better. But how did you feel about this episode? I, I mean, I loved it. I was 
I'm on board with anything that keeps moving, adding to the story. You did feel the importance of it. Like you were like, whole, even you were sure. like, what the F what is the- happening? Whoop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the technology used in this show alone, in this episode, to bring, let's spoiler a little bit. No, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Go away. I'm going to spoil a little bit of Star Wars. Go away. Go away. Go away, Bye. little lamb. Are they gone? <laughs> They're gone. The technology they used to make young Luke Skywalker relive on the screen. What as was a, it like? As a young man. Don't forget, it's the as a young man. He's yeah, still 30 alive. Yeah, 30-year-old Luke Skywalker, yeah. I'd say. I mean, Mark Hamill is still alive. It's just that they killed Luke off. In he the is, movies, but... So. It, this was literally like Luke Skywalker stepped out of Return of the Jedi and he's back. And he isn't ropey, what do you call it, CGI man. He's not the dude from Tron Legacy, let's say. Oh, God, no, that was terrible. Yeah, you know, this guy they hired that did this awesome job of bringing Luke Skywalker, can he go back and fix Tron Legacy, like after the fact? Because <laughs> that would be good if he did that and made it look good, you know? And we can move on. Just make another one. But this Luke Skywalker was, were you amazed by it? I mean, I'm not as, I didn't feel the urge to cry like some people did. But the technology of it. I like that we can make new content, same character, you know. Yeah. But I'm not quite as overwhelmed by it. I've watched it three times since, right? And I've looked really close. I've been sat right up to the screen. (laughs) And I'm still like, I can't even believe this is happening. Like, did you, did you ever actually cry? No, this is like magic. Somebody made magic to bring, <laughs> to make actors young. Like, I mean, we've seen it in the Marvel movies. Before. Then they did, they did, they didn't just make him young. They didn't use him at all. N- no, that's true. They created Luke from scratch using. He, it's not his voice. It's not Mark Hamill talking. Now they've no. used his synthesized voice from the past. It's not his face. They did not do his face. Um, right? There's they, elements of his face, I'm assuming. I but there's know. also a stand-in guy. Right. We're not just looking at the stand-in guy. The stand-in guy's been manipulated in some way, right? I would think. He's not just a guy who looks exactly like him. It's, I don't know. Whatever they did, it's like voodoo magic. I love it. So Boba Fett. Also, again, Boba Fett wasn't really in this episode. Maybe a little bit at the beginning. But whew, it was cool, and I can't wait for next week. So, Sito, what's for dinner? You have requested the Impossible Whopper. Now, can we tell everyone what happened in our part of the neck? Our part of the neck this A part week. of the neck. <laughs> our part of the neck. We had a bit of snow and ice, and so I haven't really left since I got off work on uh, Wednesday, which was uh, several days ago. This is Saturday. And so... um. I'll be braving the driveway, which you scraped out completely for me on Wednesday. I did. (laughs) That was my anniversary present to you. It was. We had such a romantic anniversary. I was at work. I went to work at 4.30 in the morning to avoid the horrible snow that was happening at that time. I normally go by 7. I have 12-hour shift, 7 to 7, but I went in at 4.30. So I was there all day, and then it snowed all day, and you scraped the entire driveway. Now, we have a long driveway that goes around the back of our house so that it's not just like, you know, 10 feet of scraping. We're talking about like 50 feet. It's a lot. Yeah, it's all the way around, down the (laughs) side of the house, around a curve that's big enough for me to get the car around and then kind of back up so I can get into the driveway. So yeah, you, that was the most romantic thing you could have done for me though. 
Yeah, you're at work and I'm scraping a driveway. Happy anniversary, everybody. Yeah, but I loved it. I did. Yeah. Give us your advice and then we'll get out of this place. I don't know that I have advice this time. I don't know. It kind of didn't come to me, but, you know, sometimes I wonder about love. Like, it's not, this isn't advice. So this is just rambling. Like, we think, like, this movie makes you think, like, oh, she needed a child to care for and to, like, you know, because she's lost a child. The sheep wanted its child back. The ram head guy wants a child. Is that love that love? <laughs> <laughs> it's like nature. And, like, I I think also. I love you, but do, after 22 years, is it just a habit? No, you love me. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I know that. I'm just questioning the feeling, the emotion, like what binds you to be like every single person I meet, I don't fall in love with. I don't have a thing. I don't That's care why it's that special. much. It is special, but it's not probably this romantic thing of love, right? I, I believe in love. I know you do. You believe in all kinds of <laughs> sweet romantic things that I don't. I but believe I love baby Ada. Look I don't doubt or question the bond, but love it just sounds so romantic and well, over the top, but I'll take it. Well, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. See, that wasn't advice. It wasn't really anything. All right. Ascully.com is the website you can get this lovely podcast from. You can see what I did there? I did. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ascully.com, anchor.fm, slash after the show, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. We're on all the podcast platforms. Email feedback to me, ascully, ascully.com. Do not email Sid Talk. She has no time for any of you. She doesn't love any of you either. I mean, I don't know. I haven't probably met most of them. I know I love a couple. Care about and love. And about it. stay classy, <laughs> baby Ada. I hope you're all right. <laughs> I'm going to say think for yourselves. Because if you're not doing it, someone's doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs>